Section 65 of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Matthew by J. C. Ryle. Chapter 21, verses 1 to 11. Christ's Public Entry into Jerusalem. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 to 11. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Loosen them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went, and did as Jesus commanded them. And they brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees, and strawed them in the way. And the multitude that went before, and that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. These verses contain a very remarkable passage in our Lord Jesus Christ's life. They describe his public entry into Jerusalem, when he came there for the last time, before he was crucified. There is something peculiarly striking in this incident in our Lord's history. The narrative reads like the account of some royal conqueror's return to his own city. A very great multitude accompanies him in a kind of triumphal procession. Loud cries and expressions of praise are heard around him. All the city was moved. The whole transaction is singularly at variance with the past tenor of our Lord's life. It is curiously unlike the ways of him who did not cry, nor strive, nor let his voice be heard in the streets, who withdrew himself from the multitude on other occasions, and said to those he healed, See thou say nothing to any man. Mark chapter 1 verse 44. And yet the whole transaction admits of explanation. The reasons of this public entry are not hard to find out. Let us see what they were. The plain truth is, that our Lord knew well that the time of his earthly ministry was drawing to a close. He knew that the hour was approaching when he must finish the mighty work he came to do by dying for our sins on the cross. He knew that his last journey had been accomplished, and that there remained nothing now in his earthly ministry but to be offered as a sacrifice on Calvary. Knowing all this, he no longer, as in time past, sought secrecy. Knowing all this, he thought it good to enter the place where he was to be delivered to death, with peculiar solemnity and publicity. It was not fitting that the Lamb of God should come to be slain on Calvary privately and silently. 
before the great sacrifice for the sins of the world was offered up it was right that every eye should be fixed on the victim it was suitable that the crowning act of our lord's life should be done with as much notoriety as possible therefore it was that he made this public entry therefore it was that he attracted to himself the eyes of the wondering multitude therefore it was that all jerusalem was moved the atoning blood of the lamb of god was about to be shed the deed was not to be done in a corner acts chapter twenty six verse twenty six it is good to remember these things the real meaning of our lord's conduct at this period of his history is not sufficiently considered by many readers of this passage it remains for us to consider the practical lessons which these verses appear to point out in the first place let us notice in these verses an example of our lord jesus christ's perfect knowledge he sends his two disciples into a village he tells them that they will there find the ass on which he was to ride he provides them with an answer to the inquiry of those to whom the ass belonged he tells them that on giving that answer the ass will be sent and all happens exactly as he foretells there is nothing hid from the lord's eyes there are no secrets with him alone or in company by night or by day in private or in public he is acquainted with all our ways he that saw nathaniel under the fig tree is unchanged go where we will and retire from the world as we may we are never out of sight of christ this is a thought that ought to exercise a restraining and sanctifying effect on our souls we all know the influence which the presence of the rulers of this world has upon their subjects nature itself teaches us to put a check on our tongues and demeanor and behavior when we are under the eye of a king the sense of our lord jesus christ's perfect knowledge of all our ways ought to have the same effect on our hearts let us do nothing we would not like christ to see and say nothing we would not like christ to hear let us seek to live and move and have our being under a continual recollection of christ's presence let us behave as we would have done had we walked beside him in the company of james and john by the sea of galilee this is the way to be trained for heaven in heaven we shall ever be with the lord first thessalonians chapter four verse seventeen in the second place let us notice in these verses an example of the manner in which prophecies concerning our lord's first coming were fulfilled we are told that his public entry fulfilled the words of zechariah thy king cometh unto thee meek and sitting upon an ass it appears that this prediction was literally and exactly fulfilled the words which the prophet spake by the holy ghost received no figurative accomplishment as he said so it came to pass as he foretold so it was done five hundred and fifty years had passed away since the prediction was made and then when the appointed time arrived the long-promised messiah did literally ride into zion on an ass no doubt the vast majority of the inhabitants of jerusalem saw nothing in the circumstance the veil was upon their hearts but we are not left in doubt as to the fulfillment of the prophecy we are told plainly all this was done that it might be fulfilled 
from the fulfilment of god's word in time past we are surely intended to gather something as to the manner of its fulfilment in time to come we have a right to expect that prophecies respecting the second advent of christ will be as literally fulfilled as those respecting his first advent he came to this earth literally in person the first time he will come to this earth literally in person the second time he came in humiliation once literally to suffer he will come again in glory literally to reign every prediction respecting things accompanying his first advent was literally accomplished it will be just the same when he returns all that is foretold about the restoration of the jews the judgments on the ungodly the unbelief of the world the gathering of the elect shall be made good to the letter let us not forget this in the study of unfulfilled prophecy a fixed principle of interpretation is of the first importance finally let us notice in these verses a striking example of the worthlessness of man's favor of all the multitudes who crowded round our lord as he entered jerusalem none stood by him when he was delivered into the hands of wicked men many cried hosanna who four days after cried away with him crucify him but this is a faithful picture of human nature this is a proof of the utter folly of thinking more of the praise of man than the praise of god nothing in truth is so fickle and uncertain as popularity it is here to-day and gone to-morrow it is a sandy foundation and sure to fail those who build upon it let us not care for it let us seek the favor of him who is the same yesterday and to-day and for ever hebrews chapter thirteen verse eight christ never changes those whom he loves he loves to the end his favor endureth for ever. End of section 65